hold on mom took you to get a perm (laughs) (laughs) welcome to don't tell mom the podcast where three sisters reminisce on the questionable childhood events that made us the semi-functioning adults we are today I'm Abby, the veganish Gen Z with ADHD and a social media addiction. And I'm Lauren, the anxiety-ridden millennial who loves coffee, avocado toast, and being a dog mom. And I'm Kenzie, the Gen Z millennial in between who's struggling to balance her crippling debt with her one-hit wonder TikTok success. Welcome back, everybody. For everyone who's new, thanks for listening. And for our Belgium listeners, bedankt voor het luisteren. Mm. That sounded that. like extra. What was that? Was more than bedank. Bedank voor het luisteren. Bedank voor het luisteren. Thank you for listening. Um, anything interesting happened this weekend, guys? I went to Sea Isle. I was mm. at the beach. How was that? It was good. It's an interesting little place because. One, the entire island only accepts cash, so you can't pay for, like, anything with a card. Did you know that before you went there? Yeah, because I'd been there before, so we just had to, like, stop at an ATM. But there's also a thing called a jitney, and it's just this, like, bus that drives all around the island and, like, takes you to and from the bars and I'm like, oh, well, when does it come? Like, is there a schedule? And she's like, they just they just come. <laughs> you get on the jitney and give them your cash. It was cool. Oh, something so millennial happened on the jitney. What? What happened? Tell me. Yeah, give me your input, Lauren. So there's like a ton of us. It's like 3 a.m. And then these four people get on. Like, everyone's in their own conversations, and they just start going, USA, USA. And, like, I guess expecting us all to join in on the USA chant, and we all just kind of, like, looked at them. And then the girl was like, oh, I didn't realize this bus was full of fucking losers. (laughs) And then the guy was like, oh, everyone is un-American, I guess. They probably all voted for Biden. And the girls were like, (laughs) But I was just like, who chants USA anymore? Like, that's why we didn't join in. Like, that's just, we were just embarrassed for you. Like, I feel like the USA chant is, is old. Yeah. It's out. Nationalism is out. USA chant is out. Doja Cat is in. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Let's do, which brings us to our next series. Trends. (laughs) Trend (laughs) updates. USA chants out i know what's out the white adidas sneakers with like the three black stripes on the side that everybody wore those oh, are those out. those have been out though i know they've been <laughs> out <laughs> wait our listeners can't see lauren literally just picked up her shoe and it was the adidas one <laughs> Okay, okay, no, I have to say this is Wait. Greg's shoe because I record in, in our closet. Okay, are those the same kind? That That's the one I'm referring to. <laughs> okay, so you're saying Greg's shoes are out? I'd say more for, like, women. Like, I mean, I feel like guys just wear whatever shoes 
they want. It's fine. Okay. Out. Get out of here, Adidas. Those honestly do look kind of cute when I see them held up. But I feel like we're referring to like the college girls who would like wear them yes. out. So they'd be all like busted up dirty. Like his look in shape. So they're fine. Yeah, they're pristine because yeah. he only wears them while scootering. Oh, yes. So Greg is car out, electric scooter in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out to car payments. In electric scooter. Greg is Lauren's husband. For those who don't know, he's now going to be riding an electric scooter to work. Does he still have a sling on one arm? No, he's sling free, but he does. I insisted that he wear a helmet. Okay. Sling out, helmet in. Helmet in. Here's what's out. Iron deficiency. What's in? Gut microbiome imbalance. I agree. We all have tummy issues up in here. You know what? Off that note, coffee out, matcha in. Okay, here's uh, the thing, and this might, Kinsey, we might be having this reaction because we lean on the millennial side. Exactly. I got a matcha latte because of you, Abby. I was curious. I went to the, I went to this coffee shop. I paid like six fifty for a, a thing matcha latte, and it tasted like just like powder, like it was gritty. Powdered, was, powdered leaves, like powdered grass. Yeah, it was just agree. like. Grat, like I don't know, it was earthy, not in a good way. It's earthy, I'll give you that, but I don't know. I bought this like mushroom powder that is supposedly supposedly really good for brain health. Four Sigmatic, huh? Is that the brand? No, it's called like Magic Magic something. Oh, Magic Mushrooms, Kinsey. <laughs> Kinsey, Magic are you in mushrooms? No, it's like you add this this mushroom powder like lion's mane or something to your coffee and it's supposed to help with like brain health and memory and focus i tried it it literally tastes like dirt and for the longest time because i spent so much money on it i tried to pretend like i liked the taste of it and then i finally just gave up it's just sitting in my cabinet i can't Wait, do it give it to me i don't think i notice when things taste like dirt anymore Hey, you definitely like don't dirty. because my birthday cake tasted like straight corn. <laughs> Wait, yeah, okay. I didn't eat that, but I was watching all of your faces and none of you guys like I thought somebody would be like, Oh, it's so good. Literally everyone was silent for the first like four or five bites. It was so it was like, bad oh. because it was gluten free for all of you all and it just tasted like corn. They probably made it from like cornmeal, cornbread. It's not good, but then Abby was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I could tell deep down that it wasn't a good texture, but I wanted to have cake and I don't get that opportunity often. So I just ate yeah. it. Well, just like oh if God. you, I mean, Abby, you eat, you drink matcha, you mushroom powder, like you're just accustomed to it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She loves dirt. Hmm. You pouring your sake over there? I am. What kind of sake you got? Oh, just the local $8 sake. Out, White Claw. In? In, $8 sake. But we all knew that. Kinsey, what's the most New York thing that's ever happened to you? I think it was maybe when I was on the sub. Like, here's the thing about New York is you can just cry in public. <laughs> and, like, nobody just – everyone just minds their own business. I was, I was just – I can't remember why I was upset or stressed. But I was just crying on the subway 
and then in walks a mariachi band <laughs> and starts like playing for money and then there's also somebody like lighting up a joint in the middle of the subway and there's a baby in a stroller and they get in an argument and like all this is happening did you stop crying no i continued crying <laughs> i continued crying oh then that's kind of sad but I was, I was fine that's actually a really good answer i was hoping your answer just because this story makes me laugh about the woman who put a curse on you and threatened to cut your ponytail off. oh yeah i see her every day the other day i got dropped off by my friend and um she dropped me off kind of on the side of the road and there were these like potted like trees or bushes and I get out and I'm walking and she pops out in between them and goes your eyes are huge (laughs) and I was like thank you and I just kept walking yeah no she puts spells on me she got she recently got like a lawn chair and she lays back in her lawn chair so she's a little bit more relaxed but she still like screams at everybody she's where do you think she acquired the lawn chair I don't know I love that she threatened to cut your ponytail off because that is just so specific. It's such a specific threat. Yeah, she sometimes she's just really chill and like a fun time, but sometimes she's really mean. And so whenever she's screaming, like I'll just turn like I'll turn my headphones and I stop my music and turn it transparent so I can act like I don't hear what she's saying to me, but I do hear. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt my feelings, but sometimes it's not nice. <laughs> I was just thinking about if she actually <laughs> came out of nowhere and cut your ponytail off (laughs) (laughs) how you just have like a pixie cut (laughs) i'm not gonna do anything i'm not gonna do anything one time i was me and nicole were about to go out and we were in our like cute outfits crossing the street and then she just stands up and like looks at us from across the street as we're walking goes shame shame (laughs) and we're like okay so let's just cross the street somewhere else Nothing like getting slut-shamed. Um, Have you ever seen a bag of crap on the sidewalk? <laughs> ever seen yourself a bag of crap? <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you know this, but Lauren's childhood nickname was Crap Bag. Okay, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, well, number one, great transition. Number two, it was. But childhood as in like two years ago. I was in high school, I think, when you started calling me crap bag. You did have not amazing nicknames. Really? Yeah, really? (laughs) Crap bag. Really disappointing. (laughs) Obviously, none of them stuck. Well, yeah. So as a child. Bubba went on for years. I wore a Bubba Gump sweatshirt often. (laughs) Every day. Received the nickname Bubba. Abby was, Abby got the nickname Biscuit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but that fits biscuit that fits no it's like biscuit no it's like um, biscuit it's like a hardy's biscuit it was because abby it was because abby would buy like five hardy's biscuits in the morning that's not why <laughs> and just this pull them out at school during true. the day she would just scarf down hardy's biscuits i was nicknamed biscuit because on occasion, as a small child, I would read the biscuit books, which were about a dog. I don't think that warranted the nickname, but that <laughs> one did stick. And then also, shout out to the McMahons. For a while there, there was like a period where they started calling me Biscotti Quiche. 
which was like, <laughs> which was a rendition of biscuit. That's like triple the amount of syllables that Abby has. So that's Biscotti not even a nickname. Quiche. That's just an alter ego at that point. Biscotti quiche. That's not like Hardy's biscuit. That's fancy. Exactly. I remember the biscuit books. I remember Lauren and I got in trouble because the biscuit books were always like biscuits first walk, biscuits first day at school. And Lauren and I would be like, biscuits first murder. <laughs> I was like, Abby, do you want the next book? Like, Biscuits first colonoscopy. <laughs> we got in trouble for making those books up. It's funny how you guys weren't nice to me ever. Okay. <laughs> However, I do think that our constant bullying produced in you a resilient spirit and a great sense of humor. Yeah, now you're a fun time. You're welcome. You should be thanking us. Also, I got equally as bullied as you did from the two of you. As retribution, I don't know what Lauren's excuse was. I guess we did bully her at a time. Okay, Kenzie, before, like, she couldn't even say my name. She was, like, one or two and couldn't pronounce Lauren, so she just called me Poop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, full oh, circle. Classic. Poop yeah, crap bag. First, full circle the crap bag. <laughs> so I started out being called poop and then when i was in high school you guys just started calling me crap bag wait i didn't know that that's hilarious of me if you've never seen friends there's an episode where um phoebe renames herself to princess banana hammock or princess, <laughs> princess Consuela Consuela Banana hammock. Banana. yeah and then mike renames himself to crap bag and we <laughs> saw that and we just thought of lauren mm-hmm. immediately lauren I would have preferred just Consuela Banana Hammock. The nickname, you don't choose your nickname, Lauren. Yeah. It chooses you. Abby, what did you do? I feel like that's when both, were we both in college at that point? This is what I no. actually don't know about. Like, what did you do when we were both in college and you were just home Oh my alone? God, yeah. How did mm. you spend your time? What did you do? Yeah, when you lived at home by yourself. This was pre-TikTok. I mean, it was you can only do so much on Facebook. Yeah, and I also had quit gymnastics at this point, so I had, like, my first free time ever. Um, What'd you do, Farmville? <laughs> I think I would come home and sleep for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know what I would do. I don't know. I guess I became friends with mom and dad. Kenzie, I was explaining to Gabby your perm situation from sixth grade, and she asked if it was too soon to make fun of you oh i thought your perm was cute you want to know what i didn't have a, you guys act like i was like this was a choice i made i would never make fun of you guys for something you couldn't control mom one day just took me to the hair the salon at walmart and no, was like cut it off no, no, no she yeah, didn't yes and she denies it but we went to the walmart yeah i said get my hair cut I got my haircut at Walmart. That's where we met Cowboy from Survivor and got our money signed, right? He was at the nail salon. He's at the nail salon in Walmart. Hold on, mom took you to get a perm (laughs) at Walmart. I had to go with her. She did. Shut the hell up. No, she didn't. 
I don't know if I got the per. I know I got my hair cut at Walmart. I don't know if I got the. This feels like one of those things that she will vehemently deny until the day that she does. She does. She's a. I would never do that. And I said, well, why do I remember walking into Walmart? I had you wore this hat every day. They made me take it off. I had your beanie. My hair off. My beanie. They cut my hair off to my shoulders. I was so embarrassed and upset that I wore like another I wore like two beanies on my head at school even though you weren't allowed to wear hats at school. And then I don't remember exactly where I got the perm, but I just remember crying the entire time because it smelled so bad. They smelled smell like that. They smelled awful. My eyes were burning. I was like crying. I don't remember and it wasn't my idea. My mom mom was just like you would look so good with a perm. I was like, okay. I was like in fourth grade. God, that was awful. Kenzie's therapist, if you're listening, write this one down. <laughs> Wait, have you guys told your therapist about the podcast? Oh, yeah. I told mine. I told her about it, but I haven't told her the name. Maybe I'll... I doubt she's listening. She probably hears enough of me on a regular basis. <laughs> she's like, I'm not. She's like, when I get off work, I don't want to listen to more of her problems on my free time. But I did show her <laughs> cover art. She seemed to like it. Oh, I f- nice. I fired mine. The Reverend? Yeah. And I really liked her. But BetterHelp was just too expensive. Because I didn't want to go every week. But you have to basically pay to go every week. And... Yeah. I also don't connect – I don't understand, like, when you guys are saying that you're talking about, like, all these things with your therapist. Like, I just didn't get like that. I feel like you need someone, like, younger. I do, too. Because I feel like I can't – yeah, I feel like I can't talk about my life every week with, like, a 65-year-old reverend. Yeah. As awesome as she was. Did you call her reverend? No. I didn't call her anything. I just think of the Reverend from Kimmy Schmidt, and I picture that that man is your therapist. That's all I can picture, too. Or Reverend. <laughs> Nowhere in the middle. <laughs> okay. Neither. Wait, I saw him in New York. Um, Like, when did I go to that thing? Like, last year. At the no like, Black Entrepreneur thing? Yeah, he was one of the speakers. Did That's you meet cool. him? No, I wasn't invited to the after party. That's a bummer. I know. We'll try again this year. Can I come? Yeah. Are you bringing Leon? We'll see when the time comes. Who's been nicer right. to me? Is it too late for me to get in on the competition? I can try to be nice to you. Can you get two plus ones? Maybe. Plus two. Can always ask. <laughs> Wait, so did you actually meet any of the celebrities? No. But Tyra was there. Um... Michael Strahan was there. I was there. Was Snoop Dogg there? No, I wish. I would have a lot to talk to him about. Yeah, I mean, he played a really integral role in our, in at least my childhood development. Yeah. That was the first time I smelled weed. Yeah. Well, Drop It Like It's Hot, first song ever on my iPod Shuffle. Mentioned this already. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I don't know. Do you think he remembers us from his concert? I would hope so. I would. I would hope that he remembered the nine. How old were we? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think he probably didn't often see young children in the crowd. So to see, yeah, I was eleven. So you guys were nine and seven. 
Yep. Yeah. Seven, yeah. nine, and eleven year olds. That also had to have been the first time I smelled weed, but I didn't register it then. I didn't register it until the Jay-Z Kanye concert, and I was like, it smells like burnt bacon. And Lauren was like, that's weed. (laughs) (laughs) No, I remember he had a giant, like a a seven-foot-tall weed leaf on stage with him. And we were like, Dad, what's that? And he was like, oh, he's Canadian. (laughs) He goes, "That's, that's the maple leaf. Yeah, I was like, that checks out. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Yeah. I thought that so for, for a long time. For the longest time, I thought that he was Canadian. Then I grew up and realized that that was weed. And he brought, he also brought just like, like 20 random people on stage with him. Like his old relative in a wheelchair. Yeah, someone was on a bike the whole time on stage. Yeah, the bike. Yeah. That's what it was. That was his nephew. That was. Or he also just calls everyone nephew, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he calls everybody nephew. Oh, Abby's like forever. I thought um, that, was- that was his nephew. <laughs> no, but okay. Now I'm questioning if this is really his nephew. But on <laughs> on the song that's like every time I turn around, gangsta love and, on gangsta and love. He goes, "Hey, yo, nephew." Yes, once you come that's up on not- the keys, sing a song for the ladies. The dream is not Snoop Dogg's nephew. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Abby, he calls everybody nephew. Oh my god. Alright. I know. I hate. It's hard when you realize your childhood, your entire childhood has been a lie and then you have to just reprocess everything. That's what I was going to say because what if we still thought Snoop Dogg was Canadian and we I mean, God forbid we did meet him and asked him about his Canadian background or just in conversation we're like and Snoop Dogg's Canadian. I mean, they really, they really lied a lot. Does, do any of our listeners, have you guys ever heard of the story of why they put the 57 on the side of the Heinz ketchup bottle? The Great Heinz Raid? The Great Heinz Raid of 64. I don't know if this, I mean, I know for a fact that this was not a historical event. Like this was just something that dad made up, but he told us that the 57 because it's like you hit it on the side the ketchup bottle on the side and he goes yep you had to hit the 57 that's how they kept the ketchup from the british <laughs> and i was like wow that was so smart of us yeah as so a country to do that this yeah the story was that down in our bunkers whenever you know the british came over to america that war did we have bunkers <laughs> And in all the American bunkers, uh-huh. um, like where we hid our treasure is also where we kept all the Heinz 57 ketchup bottles, as one would. And yeah, they had to hide it from the enemy. And the only way to get it out of the bottle was to hit the 57. So that was just an American war tactic. As if they come here, like solely for our ketchup. I don't know. This feels like a this feels like a national treasure for. Mm. It does. Do you think all the Heinz ketchup, like the rest of our uh, treasure storage, is in Mount Rushmore? Absolutely. Probably. Yeah. Absolutely. We should go chisel at it and see what falls out. At least, yeah. All the rubies are definitely there. Oh my god! This is making me want some may- mayonnaise. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Speaking of condiments, 
no one goes through mayonnaise like <laughs> Kenzie. Yeah, I was telling people about <laughs> this <laughs> today as well. <laughs> she lived with she lived with us for like six months or so, and went through. It's longer than that. It was like eight months. In that period, went through several Costco-sized jars of mayonnaise by herself. Kenzie, there's how how are you eating this many things that contain mayonnaise? Stop it. Do not condiment You're shame right. me. Sorry, I didn't mean to food shame you. It Do not food just... shame me. There is not a single thing savory that you can't dip in mayonnaise and it's not good. Name something. I will say sweet potato fries, best in mayonnaise. That yeah. is good. Fan that is sauce, good. Ketchup, ketchup and mayonnaise together. I would mix, I would make a little like roulade with ketchup and mayonnaise. Okay, that's, that's, that's fancy sauce. That's fancy sauce. Don't call it a roulade. <laughs> we all know what that is. Can I get some of that fancy sauce? That's yeah, fancy, fancy sauce. sauce. Okay, well, I would also make like spicy mayonnaise. Ever heard of that? <laughs> spicy roulade. <laughs> ever heard? You ever heard of a little thing called spicy mayo? Look, anytime. Okay, here's the thing. If I said I love mayonnaise, everyone would like freak as you guys just did. But if I were to say, I love aioli, everyone would be like, yes, me too. Aioli is literally just mayonnaise. <laughs> Kenzie, have you thought about making a food Instagram, but it's all <laughs> things that you can do with mayonnaise? Yes. And it's just sauces? That's actually a really good it's idea. It's different ways to eat mayonnaise. <laughs> mm. My, I love dipping pizza in mayonnaise. Wait, how do we hide the Duke's mayonnaise from the British? Um, What's the secret? Wait, yeah, actually, another lie I just thought of from Papa. I just don't believe him that our 13th great-grandfather is Sir Thomas More. No. I know he's so into that because of Ancestry.com, oh. but there's just no way that's true. I don't think Ancestry.com is that accurate. I forgot to respond, but there's no way in hell he's related to... John F. Kennedy, Sir Thomas More, Butch Cassidy. Um, there was another like famous poet. Like, like he can't possibly be related. It's to all like all these fifth people. cousin three times removed. That's basically you're probably fifth cousin cousin three times removed with everybody. But with even so, no, there's no <laughs> way. <laughs> you're right. This many people are somehow related to any of his cousins. But, like, you know he's going around claiming that, like, he's family members with JFK. Did he not tell you guys growing up about Sir Thomas More, like, all the time and how he invented the word utopia? All yeah, the time. Yeah, that's actually true. That's true? How do well, you know? Well, he did invent the word utopia, yeah, I learned, but he's I learned about definitely him not our... Oh, I thought you meant that, that he's related. No, but he's not our great-papa. Great-papa. Oh, wait, anytime someone talks about him. Oh, papa? He... Oh, great-papa. Pa great papa? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize you were talking oh, great, about Oh, great, 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 <laughs> Inventor of the yeah. word utopia? Sir Papa Moore. Sir Papa. <laughs> you would be so proud of us. Greg and I recently watched the pilot episode of Hannah Montana, just for fun. Oh, God. Mm. It's like... We didn't... Sorry, I was going to say, did Lily always know that she was Hannah Montana? She finds out in the first episode. Okay. Yeah. 
But then I just, when we were watching it, that's when I realized that Lily from Hannah Montana is Gertie Giggles from Spy Kids 2. Mm. The swirly yes. helicopter. How did she pigtails. not win an Oscar for that? Honestly, yeah, she was robbed. That was some good CGI. Also, should we give a spoiler alert warning at the beginning of this? Since you guys just revealed the first Hannah Montana episode plot. <laughs> Yeah, that would probably be appropriate. You know what made me mad in the Hannah Montana movie is when she revealed that, like, she was actually Miley or Miley was Hannah. Vice, maybe. I don't remember which one it was. I think Miley revealed she was Hannah to, like, a crowd of, like, 3,000 people. And they're like, we'll keep you a secret. (laughs) Really? All 3,000 of you? Liars. You're live streaming this now. This is on Facebook Live. And she literally was like, oh, my God, problem solved. They're just going to keep my secret. The, no way. That's the one thing about Hannah Montana that's not realistic. Right? I agree. I just, um, I looked up Disney Channel TV show conspiracies to try to find what I was talking about. This is a really interesting <laughs> one. You guys want me to read it? It's about the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah. Are we turning into a conspiracy podcast? Maybe. Because get this, get this. This is connecting two worlds that you guys would never think about. Okay. So, Sweet Love, Zack and Cody, the show has a ton of fan theories surrounding it, but there's one in particular that's especially terrifying. (laughs) Some fans have suggested that the show has subliminal messages about a secret satanic society called the Illuminati in it. Because it's written on the chalkboard in one of the backgrounds of the scene, there's also a theory that made its way around Tumblr, suggesting that London Tipton was actually a wizard from the Harry Potter world, which would explain why she's always seemed so clueless about the mugger world. How? How do, okay. how do they think that? Are you on QAnon? <laughs> no. I'm on a... Oh, there was a theory on Reddit that suggests Lizzie McGuire was actually schizophrenic and that her best friend Miranda wasn't even real. Oh, God. They claimed that her cartoon alter ego was one of the many voices she heard in her head. I like that one. Like, honestly, I just don't Good think one. so. And I'm normally into conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this one is like, we never saw Kim Possible working out. Or doing anything remotely close to normal exercising. How does she always manage to stay in such good shape? This person's like actually like serious and upset. Yeah, and she, eats at, she eats at Nacho Macho all the time. Nacho Grande. Oh, forgot about that. Such unrealistic goals. Let's end let's end with our hot takes on popular movies and TV shows. Kinsey, I know you have a hot take on Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Which I, say I agree it. with. Actually, Actually, it was really interesting. Um, DentalLeon at gmail.com did send us in one email asking, what are your hot takes about recent 2000s About the Devil Wars Prada. (laughs) About the Devil Wars Prada. Thank you for asking, Leon. Here is the hill that I will die on. Nate is the real villain of that movie, not Miranda Priestly. Mm -hmm. Unpack that. He is a narcissistic, terrible boyfriend through her entire trying to progress her career she just has to put in a year of work it's basically like what most people do like put in a year of work it's like whether you do an internship or whatever at a job you don't love in order to open doors for what you actually want to do and she wanted to do that so she could get a job as a writer the entire time he was condescending he made fun of her he wasn't supportive the only time we actually see him excited is when she says that she's giving up and quitting and he was like good for you 
And then when she decided, no, I'm not going to quit, he threw a little temper tantrum. He threw a little temper, t- temper tantrum that uh, sh- she missed his birthday and that she didn't eat his Jarls- Jarlsberg cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... So basically her career is just unimportant. The fact that she's like wearing nice clothes, she makes fun of her through all of that. Then at the end, when she comes back, he's like, oh yeah, I'm moving to Chicago or wherever for my chef job. And just basically expects her to follow him and move with him, which she does. And so it's like, okay, so your career as a chef is so important that you can move across the country, but like she's working for like the top, fashion magazine in the entire world and you just make fun of her the entire time it's bullshit yeah get out here nate if he wasn't in the picture there would be no negative plot line besides the fact that everybody thinks miranda Priestley is evil but if she were a man if her character was male nobody would think that she's evil they would just think that she's intense and good at her job nate you're canceled canceled nate if you're listening nate you're out. out out your basic hate to break it to you (laughs) okay i have one and i'm not like as solid and firm in my stance as kenzie it's a little bit of like just something to ponder Mm -hmm. so harry potter i was telling someone that snape is like my favorite character Mm, that's interesting well because i do like knowing that like the actor was the only one who actually knew at the end that he was good Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like there's just little things you can pick up on. And it was such a, such a, like, emotional moment at the end when he was dying. But then, Lauren, it might have been you who pointed this out, but I think it was um, Anna Craig. She was like, yeah, but I think he's pretty creepy because he had this obsession with Lily Potter for, like, 20 years and then I was thinking about it and I was like she never liked him back he like absolutely hated his dad just because he was dating her and then he went to the house and like held her dead body and didn't give a fuck about Harry maybe he wasn't there in that scene but it was just like why are you going to her house you guys weren't together like and this is like 15 years later and then he hates Harry so passionately. Like, it's just. Yeah, what did Harry do? It's kind of stalkery because he was the son of the mom that didn't like him back. Yeah, that feels. Yeah, that feels icky. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of agree. But, like, he was such a good double agent at the same time. He just. He really could have used. I wish. I wish there were a plotline where Snape dated a bit. Yeah, like, he dated around. He was on Hinge. He, like, went on some dates. It would have, I think it would have helped him move on. All right, Lauren, we'll end on yours. Yeah, so, yeah, to answer our our listeners' question, my take on a 2000s film, I would say is that Shrek is a lot deeper than we think. That it's really, and who knows, I I might publish an article on this or find a way to work it into my dissertation, but... Shrek really is an allegory for settler colonialism. Mm -hmm. Lord Farquaad is committing genocide. And Shrek is not only an unexpected Prince Charming, he is a land rights activist. 
all he wants mm -hmm. is his swamp. He wants yeah. you to get off his swamp. He wants his territory back. Yeah, yeah. and he's set up. And he to... reclaims it mm -hmm. at the end. And there is a celebration on his land at the end. And I think that there's a lot to learn. We can learn a lot from Shrek. And the whole town was classist and xenophobic. A hundred percent. Yeah, guys, let us know if you want segments. We can do hot trends, conspiracies, movie breakdowns. Guys, um, we'll yeah. literally do anything for you. You just literally just email, email us. Like, no just one has some <laughs> feedback. All we've gotten are like seven emails from Leon the Dentist at gmail.com. <laughs> And we don't, we don't know, know who it is. We're gonna keep it anonymous. But but other like than that, to hear from others. And I'm just gonna reiterate that don't tell mom ten at gmail.com, no apostrophe, D-O-N-T-T-E-L-L-M-O-M -L -L -M -M, ten at gmail.com. Literally just write us. I mean, you don't even have to like talk about the podcast. We could talk about whatever you want. And it doesn't need to be formal. You don't need to say, dear Lauren. Mackenzie and Abby, I hope this email finds you well. You can just hit us with a question right off the bat. Don't make Please. a fuss twice. All Kenzie's been doing for the past two weeks is sitting by her laptop waiting for a <laughs> notification. And she's not yeah. getting enough. So. She hasn't gone to work in weeks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Kenzie's not getting paid enough to run our email account. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'll be waiting. Um, after we post this podcast, I'll be waiting by the my Gmail and just we'll see what happens. And we'd like to thank we'd like to thank our sponsors real quick. Abby. We do have a sponsor. Remember? Yeah. Who is it? <laughs> Wild Turkey yeah, Bourbon. Randomly <laughs> just claimed our podcast without even asking any of us. At Wild Turkey Bourbon. <laughs> I don't know who you think you are. Once when I was 16, I drank an entire bottle of you, and I don't want to see your name on our podcast. Yeah. Get out. Out, Wild Turkey. <laughs> we don't want you. Out, Nate from Devil Wears Prada. Unless you want to start paying us, then we can maybe discuss. Why don't you email me at <laughs> don'ttellmom10 at gmail.com. <laughs> We await your message.